Welcome to Trent's Mortgage and Finance Broking. Each week I'll be discussing strategies on how to either purchase your first time or investment properties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. In today's podcast, I'll be discussing the types of services we offer our clients and give relevant information on how you can best obtain a home loan, whether you are a first time buyer or interested in purchasing investment properties. I'll also be giving factual information on costs and finance information. About us, whether you're buying your first home or adding an investment property to your portfolio, having a trusted mortgage broker to guide you through the process of financing is extremely important. My goal is to educate first time home buyers and to provide the best possible advice and provide you with information about the government grants you may be eligible for. With access to multiple lenders, I can find the best possible loan to suit your needs. As an independent mortgage broker, I don't work for the banks, I work for you. You can be rest assured that I'll be your go-to trusted advisor with whom you can count on. I have access to multiple lenders to find you the best possible loan. Why choose us? We have flexible work hours tailored to suit your needs. We work with multiple lenders to achieve the best possible returns for clients. Mortgage broker available to meet your loan requirements. I can come to you and arrange a time that suits you. We have free no obligation consultations. I can help with all your financing needs to ensure the best possible deal. Our services include asset finance, business finance, commercial loans, low doc loans, personal loans, self-employed loans, insurances, and we do refinancing. Our lenders include 86400, Macquarie Bank, National Australia Bank, Suncorp, Moneyplace, Bank of Melbourne, Westpac, Bank of Queensland, ANZ, Bank of South Australia, St George, Pepper Money, Liberty Finance, Adelaide Bank, Prosper, Virgin Money, Members Equity Bank and Citibank. We have four simple steps to get your home loan approved and you into your new home. Step one, let us establish the type of loan you require. This can be a fixed rate loan, variable rate loan, and half fixed and half variable with an offset account as well. Step number two, provide the required documents. When clients come to see me for a home loan, they'll need to provide me a list of documents in order for me to submit their loan to an appropriate lender. Step number three, we submit your application for you after calculating how much you can borrow. You finding a property that you can afford to purchase and after given all of the documentation and we give you the best possible loan for your situation. We will submit the loan for you. Step number four, accept, settle and enjoy your purchase. We have a first home buyer's guide available that can be downloaded from our website and it discusses the following information. The steps in the buying process, which loan is right for me, applying for a loan, FAQs, a glossary with all the terms, contract of sale, stamp duty rates, the upfront costs, researching the market, making an offer, pros of owning a home, cons of renting, the ongoing costs, what can you afford, first time owner's grant, making an offer, auctions, finalising the sale, and moving into your property. 
Refinancing is the process of taking out a new mortgage to pay out the existing one. This is usually because there has been a change in your personal or financial situation, or because you want a better deal on your home loan. This can be with the same lender or a different lender. You can take advantage of lower interest rates. You can switch to a more affordable, longer term payment plan. You can also take out cash from the equity you have built in your property. The interest rates is a common factor when considering refinancing your house loan. If the interest rates increases by just a few basis points, this could result in you paying back thousands of dollars in interest over the life of the loan. The most common cause for interest rates to increase is when the Reserve Bank of Australia raises the official cash rate at the start of each month. Building equity in your home is helpful when refinancing, as the equity can act as a deposit. Equity of less than 20% in your home could result in you having to pay lender's mortgage insurance. The equity is the difference between the value in your home and what you owe on your home. Refinancing a loan can be quite expensive. There's many fees that could be charged, which consist of application fees, valuation fees, discharge fees. If you're on a fixed rate home loan, you could be charged a break fee from your lender, which could cost you a few thousand dollars. A good way is to compare how much you're currently paying with the total savings you would make on a new loan inclusive of fees. Read the terms and conditions of your loan or just ask your lender what each of the associated fees are. Our refinancing guide is available to download on our website. New data from the Lending Watchdog reveals almost 1 in 4 new mortgages are risky. Your debt to income ratio might sound complicated, but it's really very simple to work out. Basically, your DTI is a measurement used by lenders that compares your total debt to your total gross, gross household income. The formula is your total debt divided by your gross income is equal to your debt to income ratio. So if you're seeking a $700,000 home loan and have no other debt and you have $160,000 in gross household income, your DTI is 4.375, a ratio most lenders would be very comfortable with. So why do lenders care about your DTI? Well, December quarter data just released by the APRA shows 24.4% of new mortgages have a DTI ratio of 6 or higher. At the 6 plus ratio, APRA deems these loans as risky. And they're keen to see the percentage of these loans that lenders approve start to come down. That's because they've been steadily on the rise for a while now. In the September 2021 quarter, new mortgages with a DTI of 6 or higher were at 23.8%, while in the December 2020 quarter, it was just 17.3%. However, the rate of growth in the most recent quarter slowed, APRA points out. So why has the percentage of risky loans recently risen? The recent rise in high DTIs has most likely got a lot to do with the housing price growth over the past 12 to 18 months. In fact, new data released by the ABS shows that in the 12 months to December 2021, residential prices rose 23.7%, the strongest annual growth rate ever recorded. 
The main price of residential dwellings in Australia is now $920,100. That's a jump of $44,000 from the September quarter and a jump of $176,000 in the 12 months from the December 2020 quarter. So with property prices increasing at such a sharp rate and people stretching themselves to their limits to buy into the market, it has resulted in upwards pressure on high DTI percentages. The good news is that as the property market starts to cool, so too should the growth rate of risky DTIs, which is what APRA alluded to above. So how much can you safely afford to borrow? There's a fine line between maximising your investment opportunities and stretching yourself beyond your limits. Especially so as the RBA Governor, Dr Philip Lowe, this week warned Australians to start preparing for higher interest rates. And that's where we come in. It's not only important to stress test what you can borrow in the current financial landscape, but also against any upcoming interest rate rises that could occur. But hey, everyone's financial situation is different. Some lenders will take into account your particular circumstances and accept a loan application where a DTI is higher than 6. So if you'd like to find out your borrowing capacity and options, get in touch with us today. Why are houses becoming so much more expensive to build? Construction costs just rose at the fastest annual pace since 2005. So why is it getting so expensive to build your own home? Today, we'll look at the materials that are becoming more expensive and why all homeowners should take note not just renovators and builders. Your grandpa built this place with his own two hands, or so your dad used to boast. So if Pop could do it with his trusty hammer, some nails, and a bit of hard yakka, why is it so expensive to build a home of your own these days? Your own handiwork inadequacies aside. Well, for starters, national construction costs have increased by 7.3% in the 2021 calendar year alone which was the highest annual growth rate since March 2005. And the not so great news is that the property market data company CoreLogic is expecting growth in residential construction costs to remain above average over the coming quarter as supply chain disruptions persist. There is a significant amount of residential construction work in the pipeline that has become approved but not yet completed explains CoreLogic Research Director Tim Lawless. So what materials are getting more expensive and harder to source? Data shows that cost increases are being driven primarily by timber, mostly structural timber. In fact, in the final quarter of 2021, the value of select wood imports reached their highest level on record, says Housing Industry Association economist Thomas Devitt. Timber is predominantly produced domestically, but excess demand, such as in a boom year like 2022, is largely sourced from overseas markets, says Mr. Devitt. Other segments of the market also remain volatile, with increasing pressure currently on metal costs. With some materials such as timber and metal products reportedly remaining in short supply, there is the possibility some residential projects will be delayed or run over budget, as Mr. Lawless. 
and with building approvals for detached housing recording their strongest year on record in 2021, with 150,000 approvals, demand isn't expected to slow down anytime soon. This boom is set to keep builders busy this year and into 2023, adds Mr Devitt. Mr Lawless says, with such a large rise in construction costs over the year, we could see this translating into more expensive new homes and bigger renovation costs, ultimately placing additional upwards pressure on inflation. Why current homeowners should also take note. Higher construction costs are likely to add to the affordability challenges in the established housing market, making it harder for homeowners to upgrade. And CoreLogic Head of Insurance Solutions Matthew Walker warns that higher building costs mean homeowners and property investors should also review their insurance cover. In these times of rapidly rising home and construction costs, underinsurance can quickly become a real threat to what is the most valuable asset, says Mr Walker. It's important that homeowners keep track of their sum insured and annually check that it is sufficient should the worst occur by using their insurer's rebuild calculator or giving them a call. How to get the right kind of finance for a construction project. Finding the right kind of finance for a construction project can be tricky at the best of times, let alone when building supplies are becoming more expensive and wait times are blowing out due to supply constraints. That's why it's important to team up with a professional like us when looking for a construction loan. Not only can we help you get a great rate, but we can also help you select a loan that allows flexibility for any unforeseen circumstances. So if you'd like to explore your options for your next building or reno project, get in touch with us today. Thank you, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast.